what is up podcast world john coming back at you with jake and jordan stanley say what's what's up up, guys? guys leaders need friends we are off we are launched we are running this thing and so excited to be back with you after our first episode drop little birthday present Oh, yeah. And we're on Apple Podcasts now, too. And Amazon. Come on. Sponsorships. We are ready. We are ready for you. Let's go, Road. Let's do it. I love everything about Leaders Need Friends, from the branding to the concept to the words behind it, because, friend, do not forget that friendship is a lost art and leadership is in you. Yes. That's right. So let's dive in. Let's dive in. John, do you want to tell people why you have a rich tenor to your voice? Yeah, so I uh, I turned 40 July 20th and then um, had, a, had a great friend in New York, Guy Wasco. Shout out to Guy. Invited me to join him and some other incredible leaders in Encampment, Wyoming. The middle of nowhere. Mm. No cell phone service. None. Oh, boy. We didn't have access to Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. And there was a landline, a landline, bro. For those not familiar what? with it, <laughs> I haven't seen one of those since 1996. Yeah. A landline, my friends, is this phone that exists within your home that has a cord attached to is it. Is it the one that did like the the rotary, the rotary phone? Wait, it had a cord attached to it, or was it just like one of the little wireless ones? It oh, had a cord true. attached to it. <gasps> wow. Wow. Even, yeah. even more old school than it had to be. What in the Save by the Bell was going on <laughs> in Encampment, Wyoming? I would have called people just for fun. So, yeah, no, um, I, I got to spend uh, about a week in Wyoming and then uh, headed out to Halibut Cove, Alaska with some other incredible friends. So cool. Um, I serve Very on nice. a board, Barnabas Network, and so me and my friend Greg Daly uh, hosted, uh, there was 10 of us, we hosted some leaders in uh, Halibut Cove at David and Linda Everly, um, their place. So and, cool. uh, yeah, I really invested a lot in leaders. And so I have a lot on my mind concerning oh, yeah. leaders and friendship. But uh, somewhere in the travel, I think the elevation of Wyoming to the like below sea level of Alaska. Yeah. Everything uh, about my voice just, yeah. Bottomed out. Bottomed out. I think it sounds cool. And it's so, 40 John. It's 40 John. John. I'm, <laughs> Maybe I'm it'll aged stick. To, Welcome to a place of Welcome to wisdom. Seasoned wisdom. <laughs> you sound like you'll give really good toasts with the voice that you have. Mm. I did do a few good toasts. Do you want to hear one? Yes, let's hear let's one. Hear Here's to bread. Because without it, there would be no toast. There's nothing better than good puns. <laughs> Shout out to butter. But no, both both of those trips were incredible. Um, Wyoming was a different speed. Mm. Um, Alaska, there was some responsibility that came with it, leading mm-hmm. conversation around a campfire. So cool. um, Alaska is in the season right now where the sun uh, basically doesn't go down. Ooh. Ooh. So uh, we we had long nights around the fire, and you look, and it's like eleven thirty at night. What? And I'm and still wearing still sunglasses. Like, wow. So not even like dusk, yeah. where yeah, it starts to set. It's just like. Yeah. Straight middle of the sky it's just the entire there. time. Now, like dusk, I think would have been around like three in the morning or so, <laughs> four wow. in the morning. And so like, you know, you had to sleep with the eye masks on. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, if you're going to buy an eye mask, you need the ones that have like the, have the, the, the dips in them for your eyes. So 
Do you sleep with an eye Jake mask? Jake has multiple know a lot silk about eye masks. <laughs> oh my gosh. One is weighted and has lavender oil in it. <laughs> Casa Luna, I believe is so the wait, yes. Hold on now. This is a leadership lesson here. A leader needs to be well rested. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. So what have you noticed with these sleeping masks? Uh, you don't wake up for anything. <laughs> Not even the dog that Which, needs to go outside. Yeah. Well. She sleeps through the night now. Our new puppy sleeps through the night. So the dog goes out, sleeps through the night. She She's through awesome. The night now. She is so incredible. Like, yes, she adapted to our patterns. Yes, adapted. She saw Jake's silk mask and went, there's no way he's getting up and helping me. <laughs> so the quality of the sleeping mask allows you to rest well. Yes. That's right. So I think for those that are, are, are struggling with sleep, mm-hmm. you know, uh, maybe we need to drop in the show notes just an opportunity to buy a silk sleeping mask. A weighted lavender silk sleeping mask. No shame in my game, y'all. No shame. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, yeah, well, Alaska had that feel to it. That's cool. Wyoming was more of like an unplugged um yeah. participated in like conversation around a table. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that was just a uh, reflection time for me. Mm. So um, some of the, some of the thoughts that I had surrounding leadership and leaders needing friends, um, I guess just a few observations, that'd be kind of a cool conversation yes. to have. Yeah, let's do it. Um, in Wyoming, I realized that uh, when, when phone is not an option, um, there is an open space for, uh, for rhythms to be discovered. Mm-hmm. So, what does my morning look like? How much do I rely on my phone in the mornings mm-hmm. as opposed to to just setting a rhythm where it's like surrendered to God and, and and opening my mornings with, you know, his word, sitting in silence, like all these spiritual disciplines and practices, um, silence and solitude. Uh, did a lot of that in Wyoming mm-hmm. to start the day. Um, people may not know this about me, but uh, it's been a while since I missed a sunrise. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I wake up pretty early regardless of what time I go to sleep. And so in Wyoming, I had a lot of time. Um, I'd wake up probably about five o'clock before um, breakfast or anything at eight thirty. So I had about three and a half hours to just reflect, journal, write, hmm. and just discover some things about my day. And so some of the things that I, I realized, maybe from a leadership side of things, is that leaders in general. Um, all right, so we, we 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 love giving to issues, and I want you to hear what I'm saying, not what I'm not saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like we, we love being a champion for um for for those that are marginalized, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for those that can't help themselves or or those that need help, and I I love doing that. But one of the things I realized in Wyoming is that leaders uh, actually may be some of the most marginalized people sitting in churches, shoot, mm-hmm. and leading businesses. So you have a leader who takes care of everyone else. So then the question could be asked, who's taking care of the leader? Right. It's up to them. Yeah. On and top wh- of taking care of everyone exactly. else. Exactly. Yeah. And one of the things that we found out about leadership and high level leadership is that um, it, 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 it almost seems to be the requirement of your job to make sure everything is operating smoothly at the cost of your own mental, physical, and emotional mm-hmm. health. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so a leader, I can understand how leaders experience burnout Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody sees the signs because at some point the status symbol of success in society has become mm-hmm. the busy leader mm. yeah. instead of the present leader. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. And so you're more successful if you sit in a conversation and check your email. Exactly. As opposed to having healthy rhythms that mm-hmm. like maintain a, a family life balance and, yeah. and a marriage, investing in that and, and making sure that you're your, your employees are not running themselves ragged. Mm-hmm. Um, because what I'm noticing is that a lot of people that work for somebody else, 
will mimic the rhythms that they've picked up day to day. It's true. Yeah. So if you're an anxious, worry-driven leader, mm-hmm. I would imagine that the culture of the environment you've created looks a whole lot like you. Yeah. Yeah. And so rest is counterintuitive to production in, in, in some people's mind. Uh-huh. But I actually think that you can produce more from rest than you could from burnout. Yeah. So Wyoming was a lot of sitting, a lot of reflecting. And one of the things that I realized was that I can do one of two things in the morning. I can either win the day in the morning knowing that the enemy will attack me the rest of the day. Mm. Or I could surrender my morning to panic and chaos from the beginning. Mm. And uh, I'm just determined not to let the panic and the fear of things I can't control rob me of a day Yeah, that God's given us. That's good. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Yeah. Well, how do we start that? And I think that's part mm-hmm. of that morning reflection and, yeah. and, and morning patterns. And so just on some, some leadership concepts, like leader, if you are burning the candle at both ends, consider what a healthy rhythm looks like. And it looks different for all of us. Some of us are wired different with pocket energy. Yeah. Um, some people roll out of bed ready to rock. Mm-hmm. Other people need several hours before they have human-to-human interaction. Do you guys know anything about that? How are you guys wired? Oh, my gosh. So really interesting. Um, I, when we're in a series right now um, at the church called In the Wilderness, and the Lord spoke to me and Jake both directly on this separately. And so um, just what you talked about with distractions and how you're starting your day, um, we're talking about, obviously, we're talking about wilderness, so we're talking about Israelites. Um, and I had this, this thought or this picture brought to my head of when Moses parted the seas, right? They're walking through the ocean, basically. There's no water, but there's yeah. like things that could be distracting. Um, and I saw this one Israelite, which I guess was supposed to be me at that point, <laughs> looking down and pe- looking like, oh, what if I step on the sea or chair? What if this? Mm. Or who look at this yeah. or look at that? And getting really distracted. And the Lord spoke to me and said, in the mornings, mainly, because you've been getting up a little earlier, um, not just in the mornings, but day to day, I am so distracted by mm. my phone, by my notifications, because we run a lot of social media accounts by those different things that I'm missing running into the promise. And that when you start leading teams, missing the miracle, missing the miracle of what's happening around us. And, and that happens with our teams too. When we're leading teams, we had a creative team meeting last night and we were just telling them like when you are distracted by notifications and you're distracted by, um, all these different things, taking your attention, whether Mm -hmm. you are a leader over a business and you have employees or kids or whatever, you miss out on the wonder of God. And so I expected for you to come back with a nugget like that because you were sitting in nature the whole time. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And it's been proven. The healing that happens in nature, mm-hmm. the color blue, the color green, yes. the sound of water, the sound of birds yeah. are all healing for the soul. Yeah. That's so good. Mm-hmm. What about you? How are That's you good. wired with energy and waking up and going? So people interact. Believe it or not, because I feel like most of the um, assumptions that would be made by people who don't necessarily know me that well would think that I'm the person that takes a long time to get moving. To get moving. I'm actually up and like ready to tackle the day. Yeah. Pretty quickly. Yeah. Like I have kind of a routine with um, you know, showering, getting ready. But once that's done, I'm like, let's go. Good to go. Yeah. There was a book Leading on Empty by Wayne Cordero. Mm-hmm. Avoiding burnout is yeah. really kind of the the topics that he discusses. 
But um, one of the things that he suggests, and, and, and I've heard other people talk on this, Craig Rochelle being another one, is that there are um, pockets of energy that everyone has. Right. Some would suggest that you have about five bursts of energy throughout one day. Mm-hmm. And some people start with that burst right away. Yeah. So like in the morning, it may be um, optimal time for you to like dig into emails to respond to text messages and phone yeah. calls. And if that's a rhythm, like let's put that thing in place, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's 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 maybe, um, you know, several hours go by. And so you start with this this boom, high energy, and it kind of curves down to where like you almost find yourself in a rut, in a lull, whatever. Yeah. And then it spikes right back up, say, say like, all right, so let's say pocket energy is like at 8 o'clock. It lasts from 8 to 9.30. Yeah. And for that hour and a half, you are the most productive you can be for mm-hmm. said topic. And then from 9.30 to 11, it almost becomes a struggle of, you know, like, man, what am I going to do for lunch? Yeah. <laughs> How am I going to get through this? You have a lunch. And then after lunch, boom, you have another pocket of energy. Mm-hmm. And so what is that pocket for? Is that the best time for you to create content? Is mm-hmm. that the best time for you to podcast? Is that the best time for you to write sermons or come up with, um, you know, uh, um, SOPs, uh, the standard right. operation procedures, like for, for your company? Yeah. Um, and if that's the case, then utilize that, that, that energy pocket. And that ebb and flow goes out throughout the whole day. And one of the things that the leaders suggest, and, and I agree with this, is that that fifth pocket of energy mm-hmm. should be reserved for your family. Mm. Mm. Because typically what happens with a leader is they, they, they burn at both ends of the candle. Yeah. They get home and your family now gets leftovers. So what happens if you have energy left over? Well, then all of a sudden, like you can be present to talk about how your kid's day was. Mm-hmm. You can be present with your wife, like how was work or, you know, um, did you have that conversation you were meaning to have? And so I think a lot of leadership nuggets here with just the concept of rest and unplugging um, is to consider your energy. Yeah. And when are you at your best? And then I do believe there are things that you can do in your morning that would almost allow you to kind of have some energy on reserve. So um, more recently, even traveling the last two weeks, I, I made sure that I um, I had access to a gym. It was like a prison gym in Wyoming, um, just kind of a makeshift gym. Yeah. But I know that I feel good when I work out in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would work out. If I didn't have access to the gym, I'd go on a I'd, I'd go on a trail hike. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, trail hiking in eight thousand feet of elevation in Wyoming. There's no way, bro. Y'all for real, my. I'm surprised you didn't fall out. Yeah. I know. This is a perfect insert for a Jordan Stanley story. Oh no. <laughs> Jordan breathing in Colorado. Mm. Okay. So first time I went, it was great. I don't know why it affected me worse the second time. Second time I went with Jake to Colorado. Yes. And something hit. <laughs> I think we got off the plane and I was like, huh, I don't think I feel so good. Yeah. And Jake was like, oh, it's nothing. It was, we were flying during COVID and everyone had there masks on. It was just super on. intense. Yeah. And so he's like, it might just be anxiety. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And if you guys know anything about me, if I am sick, I'm calling John's mom, Miss Mina. She is my <laughs> person. And I called her and doesn't she said, <laughs> it doesn't <either>. matter. <laughs> she said, um, you might have altitude sickness. And I was like, Okay, she goes, but it could be anxiety. Well, at 2 a.m., your girl in the most beautiful Airbnb in the world is oh now projectile vomiting everywhere. Oh and so we went to, I always have stories like this. I feel like something's always wrong like that. But <laughs> we actually got to go to this really cool like hydration bar that they had. It's like mm-hmm. you go and you can get an IV and they had a nutty professor playing. And the guy was like, so glad you're here. Did you have a crazy night last night? And I was like, no, I'm just... <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just not, I'm not good for the elevation. It was like, I think we were Black Forest, right, Jake? It was about 9,000 yeah. or something like Jeez. that. It was higher than yeah. other places. It was about a mile higher than Denver, um, Denver, right? Yeah. Just yeah. a mile high city. Yeah. So. yeah. And so I'm just sitting there getting an IV, watching the nutty professor, and Jake's <laughs> just there taking it all in. Altitude was not friendly to me. Not at all. You so handled it way better. Yes. I did. Not fun. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's a real thing. You mm-hmm. did great compared to me, it sounds yeah. like. <laughs> well, I know my wife, who's the very practical one, yeah. would tell someone when it comes to breathing <laughs> that breathing is involuntary. She has told me that so many times. <laughs> To which I would respond, yo, that 9,000 feet is real. <laughs> it yeah. is. It is. But no. So so anyways, um, kind of kind of back to to, to focusing on, on rhythms and things like yeah. that with, with leadership. I think, well, even in that, mm-hmm. altitude sickness, mm. um, there is something to be said about learning how to breathe. Yeah. And as, as simple as a concept of breathing seems, breathing is involuntary. Yeah. What if you've been breathing wrong your whole life? My goodness. So there's a book written called Breathe. And it talks about how we're supposed to breathe. Mm-hmm. And with proper breathing, it actually is something, because think about God designing us, the intricacies that went into making us who we are. Right. Right. Like we love Psalms 139, that he knitted us together in our mother's womb. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like biologically and scientifically, there was designed to the to the human anatomy. Yeah. And so God has designed us with things in us to help sustain life and breath that mm-hmm. that he breathed in our lungs, right? Mm-hmm. So how do we how do we steward that breath? Well, are we breathing properly? Wow. How many times yeah. do we get sick because we're not breathing properly? Like there are so many things that we could dig into. Yeah. Because I think you could take it metaphorically speaking mm-hmm. and say that a lot of people live with altitude sickness mm-hmm. every day. Mm. We don't know how to breathe. Yeah. We've created a rhythm that was never intended for us to live from. Mm-hmm. And then everyone else who suffers from that are those that we love the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, leader, you got to stay in the game. You got to be healthy for the long run. And I'm talking to myself. Yeah. yeah. Like one of the things that I've realized now that I'm 40. Um, the wisdom, the wisdom of a forty-year-old. I mean, really, if you if you wanted to look at eighty years old as being, you know, a full life, yeah. And I'm not trying to be dramatic, mm-hmm. but that means I have forty more Christmases. I have forty more Easter's. Yeah. Mm. I have forty more summers. Like that's not that many. That's pretty wild. Yeah. So how am I breathing? How mm-hmm. am I living? Am I stewarding well the day that I've been given? This is a gift. Yeah. We weren't promised today, and yet we got it. Mm-hmm. And so, leader, how are you leading yourself? Because if you're not leading well, if you're not leading from a place of being well, mm-hmm. on the back end of your life, how many years are you robbing not just yourself of, but your family? Oh, goodness. It's heavy. So... Yeah, leaders need friends. Leaders need healthy rhythms. What's that yes. verse that talks about um, thinking on the end more than the beginning? Yeah, it says that it says that a that a a wise man thinks of death often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Other translations say daily. Yeah, and it's just living in light of your um, your mortality. It's not a morbid verse. No, no, not it's at all. it's no, not at all. Because I used to think that. Um, yeah, the follow up part of that is that a fool lives. In the mm-hmm. moment, like a fool's folly is in the moment. Yeah. 
I think it's kind of sobering that you just said that though to think about like, okay, so 80, right? You have 40 more Christmases, 40 more Easter's and those types of things. Um, yeah. It's just interesting to even think about. And you don't even know if you have that many. So what are yeah. you doing? How are you breathing? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's, that's a lot to consider. I know yeah. we did a whole lot more leaders than we did friends, but we'll follow up with another episode and kind of, kind of dig into maybe some of the travels I went on and, and, and how that's impacted by friends that, that we experience things mm-hmm. with. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just think this is a, a good place to kind of, kind of pause a little bit. And so I would encourage you if there's a takeaway, if you're listening to this man, learn, learn how to breathe a little bit, give yourself some space, some margin to be connected, not just with yourself, <laughs> but connect with God and the way he designed you to live. Mm-hmm. So we will, uh, we'll see you, hear you, whatever you'll hear us next episode. Love y'all.